Welcome to Spirited Shorts, a supplemental episode for all of you that can't get enough of us. It's Madeline sized. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> her theme song yet uh by the time this comes out this well sylvia's theme would be possibly playing right now great okay so i'm just imagining little mushrooms popping up i've been having i've been having i've been having when i see mushrooms i i get a little creeped out now yeah um yeah so um and i feel like this might have been like the clincher on this podcast like like i think this is the book that was where i was like we should do this because we got so excited about it like this yeah yeah um and again, I mean, it, for me, because it was a book that I was like, that cover's cool. Yeah. And then I read the back and went, well, that's cool, too. And then I think you're like, hey, Madeline. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I looked at a couple of her other titles and read the backs of those. I'm going, I'm like, this, this, this woman is special. Yeah. Like, she's writing amazing things. And that would be the unprecedented Sylvia Moreno Garcia, of which we have reviewed once other, one other time, certain yep. dark things. Just we, last we, month. We, I liked this one better. Yeah. I mean, it's an evolution. It's a different story. Right. Um. But yeah, Mexican Gothic, the well, 1950s. Yeah, we talked about this real quick, just an overview of good old Sylvia. Um, she writes different genres. She writes whatever almost, she wants. Yes. You're not going to have Mexican Gothic every book you read. It's not going to be Gothic, Correct. you know, Lovecraftian, whatever. Yes, there's horror. a lot of fantasy in her work. Yes. But... It is, you know, fiction and it's thrillers normally, but um, she does her genres and her settings change Mm -hmm. but all of them are set in like the hispanic lore and hispanic culture and hispanic characters a lot of it is in and around mexico city and its outlying areas because it's a very interesting place and there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot there's just there's so much i mean there's as much variety geographically in that area than as there is in her work Mm -hmm. so yeah this is a uh gothic horror um real quick for people who are listening a uh, couple trigger warnings real quick. There is some um, serious racism in this book and discussion. Uh, incest, cannibalism, attempted rape, child death, and descriptions of gore and body horror. If you have read it, you know this. If you're listening and haven't read it, just be aware. We might be discussing some of those yep. things. But one of my notes about this was that her horror is unsettling, but not over-the-top graphic, in my opinion. Compared to some of the other horror that I read around this time, it was a slow build, and it wasn't so over the top that I felt like I can't keep going. That was a good, it was a very good slow burn. Like right. Because you just know that something's about to happen, and then it doesn't. And I feel like uh, at the end, like the one 
you know, tear the veil away and the horrific scene greets you. There's there's that one there's one real shocking moment, which I think is why it's such a jarring moment. Because you're always you're, you've been waiting the whole book for something just horrific to happen. Are you talking about the twist with it being the fungus? Well, when they're down under the house. Right. And he pu- she pulls the veil away. Yeah. And there's the the mother or the first woman. Oh Yeah. And that's and that's yeah. that moment where you're like and it, like it finally happens, like oh, yeah. there she finally went. She finally yeah. went all the way. Yeah. Um, well, and that was uh, weirdly enough. I was reviewing some reviews. Sure. I was looking over some reviews uh, before the discussion, and a lot of people that gave it negative um, feedback said that it was because it didn't take off until page two hundred, which I liked. I liked that it was a slow build. I liked that Sylvia gave us time to. A really really fall in love with the heroine and the and the main character. Like she's not a typical damsel in distress. She's she's got some wit. She's got some gumption. I like her. She's running around in her heels and mm-hmm. her debutante dress. Um. So it gave us time to fall in love with her, and it gave us time to really see like the haunted house as yeah. one of the main characters. I mean, I I was getting creepy feelings as soon as she starts driving up those hills. Yeah, I'm sorry that like for those people who want action for all 300 pages, that's yeah. just not how books are written anymore or yeah. like really should be written. Or they've ever really been written. Yeah, I mean, but you, like you would get bored if it was 300 pages of the fungus in yeah. the basement running around. Yeah, like cuz cuz you have that that so much of the book is there's obviously something wrong here. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But what is it? And then that and 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 the fact and it it has that cool if you've ever read Rebecca or those those stories that make one of the one of the tools of horror being gaslighting. Yes. Or if you've ever seen the movie Gaslight, which is where the, the term, term comes, comes from. from. Yeah. Angela Lansbury's first movie, Gaslight. Ugh, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Charles Boy is Bola. Yeah. Bola, I did not see. Go to your room, Bola. Yeah. Um, Isn't there a play too that you can see where they literally turn off the lights? Like, I, I mean, I'm sure there has been. Rebecca was a play. Rebecca yeah. was a stage play, and that's similar. Yeah, it's just not the physical act of dimming lights. It's the right. psychological gaslighting, which I think is very present here. Yeah. And she even says, um, in some of her stuff that she was inspired by Du Maurier and some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I yeah, I don't understand. As soon as she starts driving up towards that house. Well, and I like that for quite a while, you can't decide if it is just some, like, xenophobic, racist, yeah. white supremacist on the house on the hill hanging out, and that's the issue, or if it is eldritch and yeah. madness and horror. Yeah, it's and you don't, yeah, after you. you don't know for a while, and you kind of almost gaslight yourself as a reader. It's like... Is she just sleepwalking, or is there something yeah. propelling her forward? And one of the most one of the most delightful things in that entire book for me was when uh, it's early on. It's when she first arrives, and they're talking about this English family being xenophobic, and one of them goes, "Yeah, this is the family cemetery. They're so obsessed with their." Uh, roots that they brought the soil in from England. I was like, vampire story. Yeah. It's a vampire story. Yes, here they come. Yeah, they they, they brought their their home soil with them. And, but no, it no. wasn't. It was creepier than that. Yeah. Um, and I I really I I liked. That's one of those things. I don't know if that would be a trope that sort of. Well, I guess it is. It's like a red herring that she kind of. I don't know if she intended to. Well, that was another cut. Some of the negative reviews I read and positive reviews, honestly, back and forth, was that. 
she takes a lot of those classic tropes, um, like an isolated house on the hill, yeah. a creepy patriarch, um, a da- you know, a female mm-hmm. damsel in distress, quote unquote, character, and she kind of turns them on their head. Yeah. And I think she writes them better. And, and it's in the title, like you're gonna run into it. The word gothic indicates yeah. that this is like she's intending. She, it's not like she's copying or no, she's like, re- reusing old ideas. Yeah, she's, she's like, no, I'm taking the things I yeah. love. Yeah. Um, and she's reworking. Yeah. Like, she really is. It's classic horror, and she's reworking it and making it relevant and um, writing yeah. it better, in my opinion, in some so, parts. So here we go. Let's have, let's have, a, let's have a quick uh, impulse reaction on characters. Great. We know, we know, we know. And I, it took me a minute to warm up to Noemi. Really? Yeah, because at first I was like... Because she had the little rich girl thing going at the beginning. I'm well, like, she's a turd. She's yeah, absolutely I'm like, right, what are we going to do here? And then all of a sudden, she starts. You see, her her heroine arc is yeah. very cool. Yeah, she's absolutely a brat, but she also is a lot of her brattiness and her like rich girl debutante acts mm-hmm. because it's been forced on her. That is a thing in like the Hispanic culture is it's yep. like you are a rich girl or rich woman. You're going to marry rich and you're going to kind of like shut up and sit down a little bit. And the thing about her is that she wants to get her master's in, I don't remember what it is exactly. She wants to get- It's a, politics, isn't it? I think it's politics. It's something empowered. Yeah. And she just kind of slips it in. She's like, oh, by the way, yeah. once I save my cousin, I think it's her cousin, right? It is, Catalina. Yeah. Once I save Catalina, I'm going to go get my master's and I'm going to prove you all wrong that I'm not just some pretty rich girl, Yeah, you know? Because um, her father wants her to stay in- and and be the face, and yes. she wants to go and be important. Yeah, no, I mean she's definitely not like your quote unquote heroine normally, uh, yeah. or, or like typically. And but she does. You do warm up to her a lot. Um, I liked that you saw her weaknesses throughout the book, because one of the big things is that she um, there is some like sensual sexual tension between her and one of the other characters. Um, I don't remember names. I'm really bad with names. We'll get there. Okay. I, I, I have. We'll, we'll 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 hit more characters. Either way, but she says multiple times, like I don't understand why I'm reacting this way or why, like I desire what I desire, you know. And I and, just think, and we're all with her on that. We're like, I don't know why you do too. And then the yeah, book, and then and then Sylvia goes, here's why. Yes. And then you go, oh no, Ew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so we have so we have, and then we have the reason, the reason for the story. Um, we have Noemi going to try to help her cousin Catalina. Yeah. Who she, I mean she really is like she's a I'm trying to think of like a, so a classic things. comparison. I know that this is a trope that has like I there's a classic book that uses this where it's like one of the main characters is basically catatonic the whole book. But I can't think it wouldn't be like Secret Garden with the the mom because the mom No, the, the parents the, are dead. The parents are dead with the boys. The Secret so. Garden is the grandfather, you don't meet him. He you only you, you run into him a little bit, and he's mean maybe there, and terrible. Maybe it's like Wuthering Heights. I don't know. But yeah, so Catalina, you don't really interact with a ton. No, you do. Well, it, you do eventually when she right. when, eventually whenever when Noemi starts realizing what's going on and yeah. starts trying to help her. Um, because she's well, and again, Catalina to be in the story. Like, why are you, why are you worried? Like, she's being terrible because right. you don't realize what's going on. And then we have the Doyle family. We have Virgil. Virgil is Catalina's husband. Yes. Virgil is a problem. Virgil is a problem, and he is a 
like his character and the way that he talks and the way that I envision him is just like this like creepy like sexual tension baddie that you are just like get get out of here yeah you're you're spooky i feel like like the one scene this is the k trigger warning attempted rape there's the one scene where she's bathing yes and he shows up because he can they don't really explain it necessarily because i mean okay we spoiled it the whole thing is that there's a fungus well, we're assuming that people have read it right. already too and or are just like enjoying yeah, this people know the gloom yeah so Underneath the house, there's the fungus, and it's infecting the family. They're connected to it, and it is infecting the walls. And so, essentially, the boils can not... Virgil can't, like, transport between rooms, but he can... His presence and his being can be all around the house. The house yes. is a character in this book. It's because... Yes, it's because the it's because the family has willingly become one with this evil... Nasty. Natural Gunk. horror. Yeah. Um, and so at one point, Naomi is, uh, is it Naomi? Noemi. Noemi, thank you. Yeah, that was um, one, because I was reading it kind of going, Sylvia, you're making this name hard for me. And I actually had to go in and I had the, where Google read me the name. Yeah. Noemi. Noemi. You know, yes, it's Noemi. Um, she's taking a bath and he kind of appears. Yep. And it's this very like, he's still in his suit and is just like. I mean, she's obviously naked, she's bathing, yeah. and it, it just becomes this very, like... There's some advances. There's some advances, but also some, I mean, because because she's ingesting the fungus just from breathing it, yeah. she's getting a baby controlled by it, so she's also having this, like, I kind of want this, but also this is my cousin's husband, and he's creepy and racist and being sexually aggressive, and it's one of the creepiest not-rape rape scenes, because it's so invasive yeah. and so problematic. Yeah. And it's a huge invasion of privacy, but it, nothing happens. Right. Like, I think at one point he, like, le- maybe kisses her, leans down to kiss oh, her. Oh, no, he does more than that. Yeah, does he, he, does yeah. he grope her? I feel like he does. He does. He, he does, he, yeah, he, that's he, right. Yeah, and, and she, of course, then she wakes up. Right, but it is, again, it's just, it's not yeah. like a... Well, and that's also the thing where when she wakes up, then she, she'll, Virgil's like, you were walking through the house in hysterics. Yeah, and, and he's, what's, he's... What's wrong? He's like, why are you in your nightgown outside yeah. of your room? And it's like... You, you, uh, you know, yeah, because it would be like, Catalina would be all, you made it, you made it pass at my husband. And he's like, yeah, why were you walking around with your robe open? Ugh. Yeah. Um, I, I hope they do a movie adaptation of this, because I think it would be such a good, like, black and white thriller. It's been optioned somewhere, but I also think because of the, the, the nature of it all, it would be good in, like, that almost... Like like the book cover, it's that almost too colorful color, that too mm. vivid, that Guillermo del Toro. Kind of almost like the you, new uh, newest Alice in Wonderland where it's like unsettling. Yeah, where you key it so vivid, it, yeah, it kind of makes you feel gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Virgil's a problem. Let's just say that. But Virgil's brother, Francis. Yeah. He's he's the he's the, the quiet. I had a hard time trusting him. He's a quiet, ugly boy. Yeah. Which again, uh, another trope that's kind of turned on its head where it's like, she doesn't get saved. She saves him multiple times. She's like, Calm down. Let's yep. figure this out and put our head on straight and get out of this house. And he's like, Meh. well, and that's that thing. When you first really run into Francis, it's when she's going out to the, the family cemetery. Yeah. And the fog rolls in. Yeah. And you're like, I can't trust you. You entered the scene with fog. And he's, and you know, it's Francis like, what's up? What's wrong? We're all good here. We're chill. Yeah. I'm fine. And then you find out Francis is like, I really tried to get you to leave. By being mean to you, and I just think you're just like, okay, yeah. Francis, don't be a coward. Yes, Francis, and, like I can't help it. The fungus has my family. Buh. Yeah, which 
then we then we deal with I feel like the most conventionally and predictably written character, Florence, who is Virgil's mother. Yeah. Um, she's 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 the bitchy old lady. Yum. Like she's just and not, she just shows up behind you and, and she's like, not oh. pleasant. Yeah. She's the Dolores Umbridge of this story. Yes. Um, <laughs> I I kept imagining her as one of the characters from a Jane Austen story, and now I can't remember which one it was. Mm. Um, or she's the the mean the mean aunt or grandmother from Great Expectations. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. she's got she's written she's a classically written character. Yeah, and there were it's times just terrible. She's she's aunt uh, from this. It's the aunt from Prisoner of Azkaban. Harry's aunt. Yeah, aunt Marge. Oh, she's just like it's oh, aunt, yeah. I mean, obviously you are trash. So blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, she's terrible. And there were times where I'm like, are you gonna be twisty? Are we gonna have a moment where the bitchy mom be turns and helps her but no she doesn't mm-hmm. she's just terrible the whole time she helps perform this ceremony Ugh. of the wedding yeah the creepy there's yeah. like the, the patriarch what i can't what's his name howard oh with all howard the, doyle with all the that slowly is turning into a sluggy mushroom thing yeah just... and at one point they have to like i really okay so i guess on earlier when i said it's not over the top graphic. That one scene where they yep. like cut open the she 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 very carefully times whenever it goes full. And it happened so like they were all like, "We're gonna gather around his bed because you're trying to leave and you need to say goodbye." Oh, by the way, we're gonna shove your face into one of his whenever, gross pus boils. Whenever, and make whenever you drink they it. and it's whenever they're like, "You need to say goodbye," and she's like, "Okay," and then all of a sudden she's like, all the alarm bells are going off in her head, and you're like, "This is not gonna go well." Yeah, because to me, she literally, it's, it was so subtle. They were like, okay, we're going to have you say bye real quick. And then I think Francis is the one that mm-hmm. grabs her arm and like forces her to her knees. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden there's chaos. Yes. And, and isn't that also, throughout the story, she hears, she hears Howard screaming at night because he's dying. And yes. you, you hear the oh. groans through the house. And she's like, these walls seem so well constructed. How can I hear these groans through the house? Well, I mean, like I said, it it's one of my favorite, like, thriller tropes is where the house is part mm-hmm. of it's like one of the characters and it's oh it's so creepy <laughs> uh and then the last member of the family we meet is agnes doyle right she's the one that they she's, is the lifeblood she's feeding. the one that's put us into this situation in in a sense not I, to like victim blame agnes but come on yeah <laughs> yeah that's but what i what i really like about the haunted house and the way that it's all worked, and this is the kind of horror that we've discussed that I like. That's not the the murder slasher. Yes, this is the something in nature is acting outside of your ability, and you are powerless to stop it. Okay, so one of the reviews I read uh-huh. was com- like comparing this to *In Night Shyamalan's The Happening*, which was a terrible movie. However, I think *The Happening*, the idea of it. Did you watch that? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wow. No. <laughs> okay. So the whole premise is is that nature is fighting back against how we are killing it and it causes you to commit suicide. Pretty cool concept. You can't get away from it. It attacks larger groups, so people start splitting up. So the funny thing about it is Zoe Dejanel is in it. Oh, yeah. And she's like wide eyed and she has these awful one liners. Sure. She's like, I don't like to show my emotions. That's how she oh. talks. It's terrible. She's a terrible character. 
Marky Mark is in it, not the Funky Bunch, just Marky Mark. Yeah. And Zoe Dejanel has an affair. Is it, she's married to Marky Mark. She has an affair with this guy. But the affair is that they ate tiramisu together. That's it. And that's in my Shyamalan. She calls him and is like, we just ate tiramisu. We didn't do anything physical. That's his cameo. Yes. Anyway, deep dive into my in my Shyamalan obsession. Um, but the idea behind the happening, I think, is a cool idea. Like you said, it's nature fighting back out of control. Um, and it's chaos. We we can't we can't do anything. We can't we can't yeah. really fight back. Yeah. Well, in this one, in this situation, we have that the family starts putting its roots down and they're, they put their roots down on top of this like fungal growth. Which honestly, how scary does that sound but like? Also, accidentally but buying as it, but land? But as it points out, it doesn't go after everyone. Yeah. It seems to go after the people that weren't from around here. So they the, talk about, because the mines, they talk about all the villagers. Yeah. They're fine. But yeah. it seems to, and they, they even talk about, it, it, it taps in, it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it senses different genetics. Yeah, so the Boyle family, who's white, they, Doyle, yeah. Boyle, the Boyles. Oh, uh, they, they shop at Mervyn's. The Doyle family, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Uh, they come and they mine, and that's how they make their fortune. Yeah, and they bring in some of their English workers, but then they mm-hmm. also tap into the local Hispanic workers. Mm-hmm. All of the white workers die, right? Or is it opposite? It's, well... They mines start collapsing and lots of people start dying. Well, but then there's also the people who get sick. They're, it's yes. like they released whatever from the mine that they couldn't figure out. Right. And so it's, I believe, only half of the workers get sick. Right. And so I thought what they were doing, I thought what she was doing was that she, they were trying to tap into her blood, like her um, ethnic blood, and like, you're immune to this and we need to reopen the mines. Yeah, and, because they realize that there's something. There, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Catalina's not reacting the way we thought she would react. Right. So we need to keep her down, and we need to get right. another one in here. Uh, because and if, so we're gonna send panic letters. Well, because and you have because you have Catalina and Virgil are together, but Virgil's not the one. No, nope. Francis is the one. But then and then Virgil makes the uh, twisty roo at the end, the second twisty roo, where he's like, actually, I want to be the patriarch. Yeah. Because they're gonna, because because they're gonna put all of Howard Doyle's grossness into France, into poor Francis. Oh, yeah, Francis. Um, and I, I actually, I actually, I messed up. I said I was talking about Agnes Doyle. Ruth Doyle is the one that kills all the family members because right. of the gloom. Agnes is the one that is the like she's being she's at the under the ground, right? Agnes is the one that's in the in the crypt, and she's kind of alive but kind of not. Well, yeah, she's got she's the one that's the host. Ooh. Yeah, she becomes the host. But I still I still have this weird that that whole thing with the family crypt and them going down in there where the mushrooms and all that stuff are. It's so creepy, but that's one of those things where I think it'd be so amazing to see visualized. Yes. Just because she Sophia very much is points out and she's pointed out in her own like notes. She's like, mushrooms fascinate me because they can be real scary and dangerous. But yeah. they can also look crazy cool. And they can also be yummy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You could have a little portobello. Um <laughs> little 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 portobello mushroom cap with a you know yeah. bruschetta in it. Or a burger. Have you had a burger on a portobello bun? No, not 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 exclusively. I've had mushroom on Wow. Okay, so Mexican <laughs> Gothic, Silver Marino Garcia. <laughs> Talking about food, I'm yeah. hungry. <laughs> um and I also really, I just really like that 
when they that they just the, the whole idea of just it's they call it the gloom the gloom yeah like that 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 is where I was in that super gothic this is she she really gets it like she's pushing into that what I thought was really cool was that we have a friend who pretty much only reads high fantasy and was trying to get into some uh like eldritch horror kind of gothic horror reading and he had texted you and we had just finished this and he was like Robert uh, give yeah. me some suggestions. And you suggested this, which would not be a typical book he would read. Exactly. That was my, and it was my, that was my instinct. I was like, the, yeah. if you ask me to read, if you want to read something creepy, it's going to be this. Yes. And he audio booked it and listened to it in like a day and a half or something uh-huh. crazy. I mean, I read this in yeah, about four sittings. I don't, the people who say it's slow, I don't understand you. I felt like it was unput downable. I just had this like looming dread and uh, just was like propulsive in the sense that during the day, shit went down and things were stressful. And then at night, shit went down. Things yeah. were stressful because she was sleepwalking and interacting yeah. with creepy-ass Virgil. And, creepy-ass Virgil. And, and then, the wallpaper was moving. Yeah. That and was, oh. things were growing out when of the she wall. Started, when she started, like, hallucinating after After talking with the doctor in town and the cool hippie healer. Mm-hmm. And she starts, like, knowing what she's supposed to be looking for. It just got so cool, and that's that. And then, and then you've got you know Howard. He's going to be immortal. No, he's gross. Yeah, oh, he's Agnes. So and that's what squishy. I. That's where I got it. That's where I got mixed up. Agnes was Howard's wife, who they sacrificed to the gloom or to the mushrooms. <laughs> and Ruth was the Ruth was Florence's sister that killed every all the family members. Yeah, they were trying to use her, and she was like, Bitch, yeah. And no. then as soon as they got a hold of her, she killed herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Noemi finds Caesar. Yeah. Like like. Sees the, every like she walks through the, like house all, the house and it all unhappened. Yeah, oh, it's so creepy. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on about this. It's so good. You should read it if you yeah. haven't. If you have read it, let us know your thoughts and um, what else we should read by Sylvia. All of it. The answer is all of it. Yeah, I have a stack <laughs> of her books now. Yeah, I'm really excited to, um, to read some new stuff. So yeah, we 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 gushed a bit. Yeah, um, it, we for those of you that supported us on patreon and got this book of the month thanks so much mm-hmm. we hope you enjoyed your tea and we your got... charo negro yes there's yeah. the recipe card uh for this on our website that's a drink that we enjoyed drinking while we read this and the recipe card's cool and themed and yeah. super fun and uh, there's a bookmark too sure for yes. the book. and the yeah. the best quote of all time what what does she say that it's there's no use in Talking about things without a drink in hand. Yeah. Is that something like that? Let me let me pull up the quote. It's the best quote ever. This was a five star for me. This was me a, too. This was a five whiskey glass. For you a five wine glass. Yeah. On our, our arbitrary ratings. Oh, one of the, another good quote. Books, moonlight, and melodrama. <laughs> yeah. I loved that one. That was yes. Um here we go. It's no good telling tales without a drink. One of the best quotes of all time. Yeah. Again. Why so yeah. good. We could gush and gush and gush, Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us know your thoughts. If you've read, haven't read any Sylvia Miranda Garcia, we highly recommend it. And we're gonna probably read some more. So follow along yeah. and like and subscribe and all those things. Yeah. Look, look out for more Madeline goes to Hogwarts shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and next week we're gonna be chatting with Walter on yeah. some classic tropes, and yeah. Yeah. that sounds great. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. This has been Spirited Reads. We thank you for joining us. 
please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Additionally, keep track of the podcast and join the conversation at spiritedreads.com by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and by joining our Goodreads page by searching Spirited Reads Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, we're on Patreon. Keep reading, and we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you.